Yeah, recording. Got it. Hello, welcome to an extra special episode of Extra Features Movie Podcast, the best of 2022 list. I'm Kevin. I'm Doug. I'm, I'm Daniel. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we, we are merged. We are Daniel and Owen. You're the same person. <laughs> I'm Simon. I'm Chad Meisenheimer. Hey, uh, you, who are you? Intern with the cat? You are... Bob, I already said Bob. What's the cat's name? What's the cat's name? Oops. Cisco. Cisco and Ebert. It's been so long, I forget. I forgot the order of what we say our names in. (laughs) Okay, well... We have uh, fixed an order for tonight's show where we'll be discussing our own personal top 10 lists for the year, running through them uh, in reverse order from number 10. Oh, actually, we'll start with our honorable mentions before we do our number 10s. Uh, very quickly, Simon's shaking his head saying this show is going to go five hours long for sure, especially with seven top 10 lists to merge in here. But uh, we'll see how it goes. We may spoil a few things in our discussions of our films, but uh, we'll try to keep it pretty uh, safe. We will fail miserably, but we'll try. And we'll also try to keep the swearing down, although that Owen curses like a sailor. (laughs) God, I can't believe this guy's allowed on the show. He's 18 Uh, years old and just going off already. He's like, college changes you. (laughs) (laughs) Would no, never went to college. Just the school of hard luck, hard luck. Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, we we did uh, roll the dice beforehand, and uh, and we have special guests tonight. So why don't we discuss our special guests tonight? So we'll start off with Chad. Do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, and, sure. I, I'm Chad Meisenheimer. I'm a NorCal-based actor, comedian, writer, director, producer. I guess sometimes podcaster. <laughs> um, and what else? Uh, yeah. Just I live in NorCal and trying to survive the rainstorms up here. Nice. And Owen? All right. Um, my name is Owen. I am a student filmmaker at uh, NYU. Um, I'm in my first year, so still very new. But, um, you know, that's it. I'm not that interesting. <laughs> and then there's Hold on. Whoa, back <laughs> this up one second. You forgot to promote something. You are very interesting because you have three films on YouTube that I recommend to anybody watching because they're funny. All right, yeah. So uh, on YouTube there is the Hainer Family Christmas Special 1, 2, and 2.5 because we're too lazy to make number three. (laughs) Is it going to be the third one next year or 2.75? Well, hopefully number three next year, but we'll see. We'll see what, you know, how productive we are this summer. Yeah, we'll, tr- we'll try to get it done in the summer. Who while, asked while you? Be home. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> Hamner, Christmas in July? Yes. And then uh, welcome back, Bob. It's been a while. Just being Bob. As, as Owen said, nothing special here. And it's been a while, Daniel. I know. Yeah. I'm almost a, I'm almost a special. Yeah. Yeah, good to be back. All right. 
so who uh, who did we choose for number one to start this thing off? Intern. Um, Intern. Okay. How many, how many uh, honorable mentions did you say were okay? Probably thirty for you. <laughs> Two <laughs> for everyone else. <laughs> thirty. I'll just give three. I'll just give three. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, Violent Night, and Smile. Mm. Yay. All right. I'm not, I'm not going through that again. Doug. Uh, my honorable mentions, I will go Bodies, 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 Jackass Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. Hey. Owen, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, not particularly. Uh, so I have Jackass Forever and this amazing little piece of art house cinema, uh, art house, uh, cinema called um, Black Adam. Um, <laughs> no. Film of the year. Uh, uh, just Jackass Forever is the only one that I could really think of. All right, who's next? Daniel? Or that Chad? was five. So, I guess me, I was Chad. So, um, my honorable mentions I have The Black Phone, I Love My Dad, and The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Um, I, I didn't really come with honorable, honorable mentions, but I'll, I'll say Violet Night and Bodies, 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 because they were close to my list, but not quite. Honorable mentions are for pussies. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> and since I'm a pussy, I have Bullet Train. Uh, <laughs> actually, I don't, I know you're going to disagree with me. Banshees of Inishirin and Glass Onion. Those are my three honorable mentions. Simon is fighting with himself. He's, he's <laughs> something wrong with his salad. I think he's choking. Gavin <laughs> needs to be gone for the show right now. Off. <laughs> Why? Because it's not in his top ten or because it's close to his top ten? Fired. <laughs> I also had Werewolf by Night, The Gray Man, See How They Run, and Unbearable um, Greatness. Not The Gray Man. Anything no. else you forgot? Black Adam. No, I didn't like Black Adam. That'll be on my worst of. I made that joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right up there with Thor and Love and Thunder. That's true. All right, so let's start it off. Number 10. Okay. I'll Kevin Happy. Number 10, Glass Onion. At first, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't liking it at first, but then it got better and better because, like, as, as it rolled, as it rolled on, the, uh, mystery sort of unraveled and Daniel Craig's character. Really did a like good job in unraveling it. Um, I thought all the characters were really well done. No arguments here. Uh, my number ten. I actually had no idea what to expect from this movie going in. Uh, I had seen the trailer, but it didn't really say anything about the film. Uh, my number ten is Barbarian. Mm. Uh, the movie was, ended up being a hell of a lot of fun, and it actually was deeper than I thought it was. It actually had something to say with the, uh, Justin Long character. So, uh, yeah, I, I really loved this movie. I loved Barbarian. Yay. Haven't seen it. Anyway, my number 10 <laughs> is, um, uh, The Menu. Oh. Which I saw just on a random Thursday when I was bored at school. And so I went to see it. And honestly, 
I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. The, 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 it did suspense very well. That was my big takeaway. Yeah. I think it did suspense very well. Um, I think, uh, Anya Taylor Joy did fantastic. I think the entire cast did very well. Um, and it, no spoilers, but it really made me want just a good cheeseburger. Amen. <laughs> yes. Hold on. You said something very interesting. You were bored in New York City? Well, see, I, I'm special because I hate people. And so I, <laughs> no, 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 you don't. Nobody hates people more than me. All right, you can hate people more than me. That's fine. I don't, got, I don't care. Still don't like them. <laughs> I don't do anything. So I want to see a movie. Are you trying so, to keep hating people, Simon? I am, personally. <laughs> now, I got a question. You're, but you realize you're in a city of, I don't know, how many, 8 million people? How many people are in Manhattan? I don't know, too many. That's more than that. That's a good I have an idea. We have a province out here called Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. <laughs> okay? There's only a million people in the whole province. One million. You could find a farm and see nobody for days. So maybe you should move. That sounds great. I do have a commitment to school, though, so. No, no. Once that's done, you can make, like, videos on, like, YouTube videos on farm animals and Snow and flatness. That will pay your yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Also, I am built for a farm life, obviously. Yeah. Um, me and my many um hours of physical activity. Hello yeah. <laughs> in the fields. So number is it number four? Yeah. Okay, so um, so my number ten, I have Buzz and Butthead do the universe. Yeah, because I actually feel like it's actually a really good animation. You know how Mike Judge, he always is underrated a lot of things, but that's definitely my top ten. My, my ten, at least. Okay, and my top ten, my tenth one is this little Canadian uh, romantic comedy called uh, The Swearing Jar. Adelaide Clemens um, premiered. I know, I bring the obscure, but that's the only obscure I've brought this <laughs> episode. Uh, it's the only movie you saw in the last three months is why it's on here. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a good one. It's because it's true. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, um, it's a good little romantic comedy. It's very sweet. Um, I love the premise of it. Uh, and at the beginning opens with, like, just a, a flurry of swearing in a song, and, and it kind of just hooked me from the beginning. I would recommend it if anyone gets a chance to see it. Yeah, I'll put that right on my list after Owen's documentary on how to shovel manure in a garage. A good one. So my number 10 is the Glass Onion. Great sour cast, man. Who knew that uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter would look good in a bikini still to this day? I'm still good. I like the twists. I like the shooting. I like the whole how they dealt with COVID in about 30 seconds. I thought that was awesome. Has a nice flow, great cast. Make sure you watch it. I'll watch it after right. Owen's sequel to the video of the new, newer. <laughs> and my number 10 is uh, Confess Fletch, which I, <laughs> I know Simon's rolling his eyes. I thought John Hamm was great in this. I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's, it was a surprise that it even exists, and uh, it kind of snuck out. And uh, that's it. That's my number 10. Nice to see Ham and Slattery working together. And that's great, but if this film is not good, it's, no, it's, it's not. It just needs to be a little bit more depth. 
It looked a little stagnant at times. I'll leave it at that. Well, no. He's fine as Flash. He just needed more. And he had a Meissenheimer touch. Some depth would have been nice. Not just that. Shots. It's just like it took me two days to figure out what because that movie really bugged me because John Hamm is funny. Like I'm mm-hmm. sitting there like that's perfectly casting. Cause he has that dry, sarcastic wit. Mm-hmm. Which like if you see his interviews, like he was perfect in it. But the problem was like, what? Why isn't it working? Because the editor on it, who's not a comedy editor, mm. it did like he did like thrillers and mysteries. This is a comedy, so he didn't have the comedy timing and the pacing because there's like a line where because you usually do like two shot like oh okay reaction shot back to the scene he mm-hmm. didn't do that he cut away on a joke and i'm like oh i'm like why yeah. <laughs> but that was my only beef but that's because i'm a filmmaker so and right. a comedian so yeah it does play dry and it does play uh more like a drama than a comedy even though it is a comedy so I agree with you there, yeah. But I still liked it. So. Oh, it's a good, it was a funny movie. It kept me, I watched the whole thing. I didn't stop it or walk away from it or anything. Because mm-hmm. usually I would stop it in 30 minutes like, oh, this is garbage and burn it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's very nice, you Meissenheimer. All right. Are we ready for number nine? Yep. Nine. Oh, we have to pick more than one? <laughs> Let's oh. uh, Movie Tale. Um, it's based on a true story. Um, what? I thought I thought it was well done, well directed, and the story played out really well, uh, based on 1955 uh, story on uh, murder of a, uh, a kid, and it just I I just thought it was good, well directed. Okay, whatever. Okay, Simon. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number nine is probably the longest movie on my list. It's uh, three hours, but it's three hours of Batman. And I'm not going to complain about Batman. Uh, I I really like this film. I, I like the cast. I, I thought everybody did a really good job. And I also really like the cinematography in this. Uh, it was dark, but it's Batman. It's supposed to be dark. And the makeup should win an Oscar. Colin Farrell was completely unrecognizable. The whale is going to win the Oscar for makeup, but I think the Batman should. Uh, Hold on. He is not fat in real life. That wasn't makeup. <laughs> it's every other movie that's the makeup. The Banshees of Inner Sharon's going to win makeup. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I met Brendan Fraser. He is the whale. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's lost a little bit of weight, but no, trust me, he's he's still big. I remember when I saw what what movie was that when um Yes, when he's playing the gangster, I'm like, Oh my yeah. god, what the hell? So no, that's not makeup, that's just big. Yeah, and he was like, Oh and we saw him at the film festival in Toronto. That wasn't a fat suit. That was fat. <laughs> no, nah, that there there is there is enhancements in the film. But, uh, okay, I have still have not seen the whale. It's on my list. It will be done by Oscar I time. It was a fat suit. <laughs> okay, Kevin or Owen. When you saw Brandon Fraser, or did you see him at Fan Expo? Yes. How big he, was he? He was pretty heavy. He wasn't. The Thank whale. you. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't the whale heavy, but he had he had put on weight, which is fine. I'm yeah. not saying it's bad to put on weight. I'm not fat shaming him. I'm just saying I don't think it's makeup. That's what I'm saying. If you see, um, if you ever watch the Doom Patrol show, mm-hmm. does he do the voice? 
he's the voice of Robot Man, but he's also in the origin sequences when they show him as a driver before he got injured. That's pretty much what he looks like. Okay. Yeah. He has lost the weight. Yeah, good for him. Congratulations. Good guy. He's working out hard. Yeah. Anyway, you want my- that mummy paycheck. Oh, you want to talk again? <laughs> Whatever. Mummy. All right. No, I'm moving on to my number nine. Um, when I saw a case, though, called uh, She Said. Um, oh, fuck. Here we go again. <laughs> there we go again. Don't tell Mark. Um, uh, so She Said is my number nine. It was... Um, the, I think the first movie I remember about something that I rem, like vividly remember seeing in the news. I am very young, um, and this is, <laughs> this is proving that. I like that. Um, I am very young. I am. Um, but it was very well done. There's a specific sequence in the movie where um, they do a actual recording of Harvey Weinstein over shots that they took, and it's very well it's it's very very good it's very powerful because it gives you an actual like insight into how you know horrible the things happening were and then it's up the rest of the movie do you know mark zyabro by any chance for the movie buff did he tell you to say any of this I never, <laughs> oh so my, my question because i i watched it recently just what did you so think much. of the editing what did you think of it because the editing is terrible Bugged me too. I thought it was just repetitious. I noticed it a lot in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then once I started noticing it, I was like, you know what? I just kind of tuned it out. And oh, then the- you you are still young. Wait till you get into this career a little longer. You'll be like, God damn it! I was like uh, the whole time, like getting mad. I was watching it with my mom, and I was just like screaming at the TV the whole time, and she was looking like, what the f is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I did also watch though, it. With, I did also watch it with another person, so I couldn't, you know. I couldn't yell. See, I I have no shame. I I, I yell. I have my opinion. <laughs> I do have shame, but again, <laughs> but again, again, I'm young. <laughs> so uh, my uh, my top, well, my number nine. It's gonna be uh, the greatest beer run ever. I thought it was actually really well made. Oh, I felt God. Zach Afron is getting better and better as an actor. Um, I feel like he should have got a nomination. I think he should have, or I'm like he won't get it, but you know, because you know it's the Academy and how the studios work. Um, I actually really enjoyed the movies in the story, and it was based on a true story too. Um, so I actually really enjoyed it. So that's on my number nine. Wow, that's really exciting. That was your number nine, and I just lost all you guys for some reason. Can anybody hear me, or am I out? Yeah, yeah we, we can, can see you. Yeah, we can we hear you. Hear you. Okay, okay, my screen just went blank, so I have no idea. Um, my number nine is Women's Talking. Oh, what about Daniel? Oh, never mind. Go ahead, Daniel. Sorry. <laughs> now I got you guys. Okay, I don't want to My number nine is... Daniel's talking. We'll get back to mine. Got it. My number nine is your dick, Simon. <laughs> Are we going back to that one? <laughs> That's my number one. <laughs> so my my number nine is uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, one of the uh, one of the weaker multiverse movie of 2022, but I love the horror sequences and what Raimi did with them. Um, like Elizabeth Olsen being kind of the surprise villain is really cool. Um, I, I mean, 
for, I don't know if it was a surprise for anyone who reads the comics, but at least for, for me it was. Um, and I just remember really having fun, really having fun with this one because I have not seen a movie in the past four months. Well, you have not seen a movie in the past four months? No, but, but it feels like it. Like, I've Why been, not? L- lately I've been going through, uh, my DVD. Menopause? <laughs> oh, yes. Of course. You're getting for that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you've been watching TV shows? No, just just been watching, just been busy, and just. I want to know how the good doctor's doing. I'm sure it's a fascinating show. <laughs> I always make fun of. There was a TV spot on the first season, and I always make fun of it because he goes like, "Just because I have autism, does that not mean I can be a good doctor?" That's correct. <laughs> <It's so laughs> Okay, my number nine is Woman's Talking, which shocked the hell out of me. I saw this late in the year and asked Sarah Paul, I don't need to watch this. And then I'm like, what would Owen tell me to do? I have to watch this. She's Canadian, Simon. You need to watch this. Amazing. Absolute stellar performances for everyone involved. Pretty much a one-location scene. Like, it's just really to have an opening scene that kind of shows you what's happening. They literally just talk. For most of the movie, Doug would probably really like this. He'll probably get some criteria at least with like 14,000 dialogue commentaries. He'll show us he bought it at a half-price sale. Phenomenal. Great. Like I'm just talking the dialogue is what draws you into here. And the acting, of course, because the lines are so well done. It's Chris, the thing. And it does have a conclusion. And none of you have seen it, so I'm not going to ruin it anymore. Please watch it. Hey. Oh, Jesse Gold's in it, so that's why you have to watch it. And I agree with Daniel, and my number nine is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm another man. Which is uh, mm. not the greatest Marvel movie, but uh, it was entertaining enough to, like, of, of all the Marvel films this year, this is the only one that made it onto my list. Um, Sam Raimi directing, um, you know, see hints of, of Army of Darkness and Evil Dead and and greatness there. And and I liked, uh, obviously, Benedict Cumberbatch is great as Doctor Strange, so I have no complaints there. So uh, good cast. Not the greatest story, but uh, a better. there were better multiverse movies this year for sure. But uh, but this was definitely entertaining. I had another multiverse. This was the best multiverse movie. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I just watched a movie yesterday, which I think is the blueprint for Sam Raimi. It's okay. a 1977 Japanese horror film called oh. House. Oh, House, yeah. It. I I was watching it, and it's a bunch of teenage girls in a house in the woods. And I'm like, I could just see Sam Raimi watching this and saying, now hear me out, instead of teenage girls, what if it's Bruce Campbell? <laughs> and it, it, that's what it was. It was like the blueprint for the Evil Dead movies for me. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I actually got to meet Sam Raimi last weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, he was at he was a guest of ours at uh, Fan Expo New Orleans. Oh, cool! Yeah, he's doing a bunch of shows with us this year. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah. All right, but that's nothing to do with you, though. That's the other guy. That's celebrity stuff. So yeah, that's why I comics. But uh, I got to go over and meet him, which was nice. Cool. Yeah. All right, number eight. Number eight. I had forgotten this was partially a musical. Um. And Cyrano with Peter Dinklage, I thought he did. I thought he did really well, and he was perfect for the role. Um, Cyrano? Oh, he's Cyrano, yeah. What? 
Um, can somebody um, pull up IMDb for me to check the release date on this? Because that's the 2022. Uh, exactly. uh, February 22nd, 2022. I'm going to personally check this. I, I think it's been oh, on, fe- I think it was on festivals before, then that's why, but I, I think oh, it was. Oh, maybe that's what I saw. That's what happened. Is, like, I think it was released. It was, it was released. Yeah, it was released in 2022 because I work at, well, so, I, 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 I saw 2021 and I'm going, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. So Telluride, so it had its first, so Los Angeles, December 20, December 17, 2021, but wide in February. Yeah, that's limit release, yeah. Um, you, that's fair pick. I said, as long as it gets released wide, maybe he didn't have a to see the festival. I'm good with that. You're fine. Thank you. All right, I guess. Um, it was a historical thing, too, so, it like, and it's, I just thought it was really well done. It was really well done. It was really good. We talked about last year. <laughs> <laughs> no shade right there at all. <laughs> I'm so, I was curious. Why have you even, been fascinated? My number eight has already been mentioned a few times, so I'll just say my number eight. Class Thunder. Uh, <laughs> I just love uh, Benoit Blanc, and I'll watch any movie that Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig do together. I I, I love the pairing of them. You forget Noah Segan was in it too. Noah Segan, his buddy, who always. And I know Noah. Oh. Well, I get a film with Noah Segan, but he's a dick. But he <laughs> always it's in Ryan Johnson. <laughs> All right. So my number eight. Um, is the Fablemans? Um, is Owen mad at us? Yes. Um, so, Always. <laughs> consistently. Um, so my number eight is the Fablemans. Um, I saw this one when it released um, earlier in New York, before the wide release, um, and I had a good time. I the reason I think it's so low for me is because it was built up by all the other people I went to school with who saw it like the day before me. Um, they were all like, Oh my God, you have to see it. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's the best Spielberg movie ever. And I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I, I got, I got to see this when you see it. And I was like, Oh, this is very good. I don't think it's the best Spielberg movie ever, but I think it's, it's pretty good. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And I think if you are a filmmaker into filmmaking, you should definitely see this one. All right. So uh my number eight was Emily the Criminal, uh stars Aubrey Plaza and Theo Razi. Um I would say because it was more of an indie film. Um if you like dialogue, because Simon always talks about I like dialogue. I do like dialogue. dialogue. <laughs> Such a check place. <laughs> so it had like it was very good dialogue and very good performances. I if you really like good performances, like Oh, and like, if you like acting, watch Theo Razi. Theo Razi is freaking amazing in it. Also, check out his other acting TV series like uh, Sons of Anarchy and stuff. He's a really good actor. Really underrated. Cut. I hate to say this. I didn't mind Emily the Criminal. So, there you go. So, what happened? I, I liked it. I didn't mind it. Oh, it, it, was, it was actually very entertaining. It kept my attention. Because lately, uh, for certain movies, I sit there and I was like, no, I'm done. Like, if it doesn't make the past keep my interest for 30 minutes, I'm like, I'm done. I paint you to say, didn't it, Simon? 
It did. It's got Audrey Plaza in it. Of course it did. And she didn't wear a bra through the whole shirt. The whole film. Oh. If you watched it, right? Oh, now I know why Chad watched it. A Latino. You're going to watch that tonight then, so. Yeah. <laughs> At 12.15 when my mom's asleep. <laughs> Kevin lives by himself. He's okay. Yeah. But out of respect, he still waits till his mom's asleep. <laughs> no, his mom will call him during the show and ask him how to stream something again. Yeah. We can't turn on Amazon Prime. Can you help us? Unplug it and turn it back on again. That would work. Thanks, Kevin. It works. My my number eight is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Because well, I thank you, much, Daniel. I appreciate I, that compliment. You took my joke. I was going to say very much relates to the title <laughs> of the film. But I just I love Nicolas Cage in it. I just loved how like doing all the um, just just bringing all this Cage rage to it. Um, and I just I like the script. I thought it kind of dragged a bit at parts, but I just I thought it was consistently pretty funny and just oh, the wow. whole whole scene where he kind of it drags. Like, but it's your number seventh eighth pick. I didn't see a lot of movies this year. I just remember <laughs> remember You're liking just reaching it. Reaching for straws, are you? No, I just I just remember that. Um, so you only saw about ten films, maybe is what I'm understanding. And yes, I'm derailing you. I think I saw ninety five from twenty twenty two when I usually see like two hundred. Um, but yeah, no, I um, yeah, kind of dragged in. Uh, like there's like twenty minutes where I found uh, it was just a bit, bit of a lull, but then it gets right back into it for the third act. So that's. And that was memorable, and I just I just thought it was a lot of fun, and it was a really cool way to do an action movie. That's an action movie. Yeah, an action comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, I'll give you a better action comedy. Okay. Barbarian is my number eight. That is that action comedy. <laughs> it is. It has action and comedy, especially when Justin Long tells a woman, "Hey, I saved you. I had to push you out of the way." Um, and then gets it right in the head 30 seconds afterwards. That's action comedy. Barbarian, man, just this film just blew me away. There's things in here I had no idea that were coming. There were surprises, has intensity, which is always a good thing for me. Yeah, and I just like it. It says a lot about the Me Too movement and a lot about Airbnbs. That's all I got to say. Make sure you see Barbarian. And after that, watch Check, Please, or The Hater Family Christmas, because <laughs> Die Hard's a good movie. <laughs> well, my number eight is uh, Jordan Peele's Nope, which I enjoyed. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Jordan Peele, but I did enjoy this movie. Uh, I like the suspense of, of what it was, trying to figure out what this thing that was in the uh, in the distance and eating people was. Um uh, yeah, no, just I love the suspense. I love the action. Uh, great cast. Good movie. Uh, I, see, I'm gonna disagree with that. I, I hated Kiki Palmer in it. I hated her so much. Yeah, but I liked pretty much everybody else. So true. But I always go back to Kiki Palmer. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, it killed me. I was like, it's like, oh, great stereotype. And I was just like, why Jordan Peele? Why? Mm. 
because she's actually talented. Like, she's actually a talented thing, but she's doing the whole Tiffany Haddish route right now where she plays the angry black woman. And I was like, come on. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it gets old. Like, why why do the same thing over and over and over? And that's, why we, still have, that's why we still have stereotypes in Hollywood. She seemed a little bit out of place for a woman that lived in the country running over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But uh, everybody else was, I thought, was pretty much spot on. I like the bits with the monkey, the flashbacks. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, the one that went crazy reminded me of Simon. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> no, killing just, everyone uh, on set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at me. Uh, Listen, guys, I have a secret project coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven. Number seven. Um, this movie was on at TIFF, and but I didn't see that TIFF. I saw it after, and the director was in attendance. The inspection, I thought, and it was based on his life. Um, I didn't realize, like, I guess I realized during the movie, but it's uh, like he's a young black gay man. Uh, he just he joins the Marines because he was rejected by his mother and society. His mother was played by Gabrielle Union, and anything with Gabrielle Union, I'll be saying it. So I thought it was really well done. Um, and that's all I can say about it. But I'm gonna apologize to Chad right off the bat because uh, my number seven is nope. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jaws is my all-time favorite movie. So to see Jordan Peele riffing on Jaws with this film, it was amazing. Uh, I also this goes with Barbarian. Audiences should not be afraid to laugh at horror movies. There are moments of humor in there for a reason, and nobody in the theater laughed at all when they sang Purple People Eater. Three people laughed. Except for me and my two sons, (laughs) the only ones who laughed at that. And that scene was legitimately hysterical. All right. My number seven is, I have to clarify which one this is, but Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Mm, nice. Um, I thought it was gorgeous. What they did with the puppets was amazing. I love it. I um, enjoyed what they did with the story and then what they added to it and how they told it. And I just think it was a very well done, solid movie. Yeah. All right. So uh, my number seven, I picked... Raymond and Ray. It starred Ethan Hawke and Ewan McGregor. Um, they, they, they made it sound like it was a drama, but it was really more of like a dark comedy about two half brothers going to their father's funeral. It was a uh, very well written, almost like a play, and the performances once again was really, really good. I recommend going seeing it. Check it out. Well, it's right now playing on Apple TV. So if you have Apple TV, you know. I don't watch it, but I've heard it. Well, we know you do, because you have everybody's free streaming services. Hey, man, I, I pay for HBO Max, so I, so I bogart my mom's, you know, Apple TV. And Amazon account, you, and Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus is mine, too. Do you share no, the HBO not. Max stuff? Uh, with my mom and my bestie, yes. Okay. That's good. Um, he loves his bestie. For my number seven, I cheated, but it's by list, so I, I put smile and scream. <laughs> smile. I just, I just, what, okay. what, what, yeah, yeah, I got, I wanted to, 
to show my love for Scream after the return of Woodsboro and how the Ready or Not guys like still did it well without Wes Craven. Um, and they, I like just like the idea of like them doing kind of like a remake, but like also just poking fun of how it's like the new thing, how it's like a remake slash reboot. So I thought that was that was fun. Um, and then Smile freaked me out. Um, and I I thought it was just well done. And it was the the short that is based on Laura hasn't slept is pretty good. And I I remembered that. I realized that it was based on that, like, right before I was seeing it. I was like, oh, shit, okay, so this is going to be freaky. And, and it was. And, and, and I, I enjoyed it. I love Smile. I really did enjoy it. Scream, I enjoyed it, too. It makes me happy. <laughs> I can get warm inside, Lily. You will tell me, Rob, next time I see you. Oh, please, that would make me happy. Uh, you can rub Mark's tummy, too, while you're at it. Okay, oh, my number get, seven. You get mad in there, too. Uh, maybe. Uh, my number seven, no doubt about it, the Batman. This is Batman. My favorite character of all times. Of course he's going to make my list. I just like this look of Batman. He's dark, gritty, looks a little emo for me, but I'm going to let that go. Colin Farrell's amazing. Uh, Paul Dano's amazing. Matt Reeves continually impresses me with his film, so the Batman. All right. I agree with you, but not at this point. Um, number seven for me is Prey. Mm. The Predator film about Prey. that debuted on uh, Hulu and uh, for us in Canada, Disney Plus back in August. Um, a, a, a prequel of sorts to Predator. This movie uh, is pretty action-packed. It's a bunch of, a bunch of Native American warriors um, fighting against a mysterious presence in the woods that's hunting them, and uh, and they run into uh, uh, French tra- uh, trappers and uh, no, no, I don't know what about the final hit there, but uh, <laughs> good thing you're muted. <laughs> uh, so distracting. Yeah. But uh, no, I love this. I thought that it was action-packed and, and almost as good as the original Predator, even uh, without an Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. I feel like it was actually because have you watched the whole Predator series? Yeah. I feel like this was a prequel to Predators Two, and then because um, about the gun, if you think if you look at the gun thing, that was the only reference that was actually made reference yeah. to Predators Two, which is really good. And I feel like Predators was like. Its sequel is like the one that Robert Rodriguez wrote. I think that was like the sequel to the first one. Yeah, if you, look at it, if you look at it always, if you look at it, it's like it's two different sequels almost. So there's like one for the other one, one for the other one. But but I felt like Prey was more of a prequel to like Predators too. But I still enjoyed it though. It was like really really good. It's about, mm, it's one I of my Prey. honorable mentions too. Mm. It was brilliant. I'll add it to my honorable mentions. I just forgot about it. Mm-hmm. All right, number six. Oh, number six. Um, this was also a Tiff movie, um, but I didn't see it at Tiff. Uh, oh, actually, I did. Uh, on the come up, it was um, based on a book. Based, it's the second book by Angie Thomas. Uh, I thought it was really well done. Uh, she's a she wants to become a, a hip hop singer, and I thought the lead, not Angie Thomas, the lead character wants to become a singer. I just thought it was like a well done, um, well directed, well done, and well, the characters were well done too. 
Nice. Uh, my number six is the first of two Kate Blanchett movies to make my list. Uh, I am going with Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, where she voices a monkey. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, again, I, I thought this movie was absolutely brilliant. I love the dark uh, twists that Guillermo brought to it, especially with the fascism that was brought in. Uh, it actually led to a really good discussion between me and my other son after we watched it. Uh, it was, oh, the one that likes cookies. Yeah. He doesn't like cookies, though. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, but yeah, it, I highly recommend if you watch any Pinocchio movie from 2022, make it the Guillermo del Toro one. The only one there should be. Anyway, uh, my number six is uh, it, it's controversial apparently. Nope. Um, <laughs> How's it controversial? Just a Chad. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, no, it's not actually controversial. It's a very good movie. Um, I think. I think my dad said it best. It's Jordan Peele's Jaws, and I like Jaws. I like Jordan Peele. I think it's great. Uh, I see, I like it. Uh, so my number six was uh, Clerks Three. Um, the third I act. Fired. <laughs> the third act was, was brilliant, man. Come on, Chad. You have no heart, you dick. <laughs> Listen, the thing was just a remake of Clerks One with a director commentary. It just—it was a wraparound. If you, did you watch the whole thing, or you passed out because there was no uh, molasses and you know syrup? No, I watched it all with the Moosey Moose, the Asian <laughs> art critic, and I listened to every podcast behind the scenes about it. It stunk. I think it's brilliant. You have no taste, no taste. You're gonna put well, you have no heart, you dick on a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick Simon and you have no heart, you dick. <laughs> possibly possibly true watch Oh, I need to get on that for us. <laughs> okay, so my my number six is Listen, actually, Owen won't even include me in this Christmas special. I'm trying to get a heart like the Grinch. <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. Um, my number six is the Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio. Get the fuck out of here. I'm gone. I'm gone. I was like, leave it. You just be here by yourself. I looked it up on IMDb to, to even find out what, what the other Pinocchio movie was in 2022. <laughs> but, but my number six is not Pinocchio related. It is, wait, what's it? It, it, I picked Crimes of the Future, which also might be controversial. No, I, I like a good film. Very interesting it, film. Like, most, mostly, like, I saw it, what, like, almost, like, five months ago now. But, but mostly because when it ended, I was like, no, I want 40 more minutes of this universe. I just, I thought the characters were really cool. And I thought I was going to be really anxious about it because, like, generally organs and that kind of stuff, that's probably what. That's probably what bothers me most in horror, um, but it was it was synthetic enough for me to, for me to be like fine with it, and I just thought it was like just really interest uh, just a really interesting world, and I just wanted more of it. I saw that movie too. Uh, it's a very interesting film. This son's got a new one coming out this year, so we'll see what happens there. Oh, Brendan, yeah. Infinity. Okay, my number six is the film that I took. 
Bob and piggybacked him across the fields into glory. It's RRR. And I got to thank Doug for finally making me watch this because I don't know if I ever would have got to it. It would have been on my list probably till February, which would annoy me. Uh, this film just amazed me how much I loved it. From the beginning opening scene to the big battles and the crazy tiger scene to the mass ending. Thank you, Doug, for made this making my list. This is all owed to you. This is just so much freaking fun. The dance numbers are great. I enjoyed the singing. Even I have no clue what they're talking about with subtitles on. I'm like, I don't know. Don't care. Absolutely found this film fascinating. Thought the three-hour running time just, well, I didn't even say flew by. It took me two nights to watch it, not because it was bad, just because I was tired, but just phenomenal filmmaking. And they're making a sequel. So I can't wait. So I'm looking forward. So thank you, Doug. This is the only reason why it's on my list is because of you. Is the sequel going to be RRRRR? Like four hours? <laughs> I don't know. They just started writing it. I heard an interview, and they're already writing it, so I'm very oh, excited. Yeah, I've heard great so there things. There you go. Hopefully I'll see it before February. Uh, I don't know if you have the time. <laughs>